2: 971 FM Talk
1: Podcast.
2: This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call
3: Gamma Tree Experts. Our number two of the Mark Reardon Show. Welcome back. We have the whole gang here in the studio, including our friend Alex Rich, who's going to join us for a little bit. How are you? Happy New I am Year. Great. How are you? Fantastic. Happy New Year, Mark. Fred is here. Abby is going to walk in. We have Sue's news coming up. But, Fred, I think it was, well, of course, Sue's here. Um, I think it was maybe 10 years ago where I first heard this term bomb cyclone. I remember we were all curious right, about it. Right. And now I think you hear it more often. Dave Murray's on the line because they're going to get hammered in Northern California, where they've had, obviously, California's been under drought conditions. This might solve some of that. Dave, how are you? this afternoon happy new year
4: happy new year to you guys uh, yeah this is you know the bomb cyclone grew out of the real term which is called bombogenesis hmm. which is the the technical phrase for what is going on there it happens on in the pacific it sometimes happens in the middle of the country it sometimes happens on the east coast just as far as as we are concerned but the media then took bombogenesis. And decided to just call it a bomb cyclone.
3: I like it though. I think I like it. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. it well, regardless wrong. of what you think, Dave, do you hate it or are you all right with I it? I hate the term. That's I really what do I
4: thought. Term. I knew
5: it. <laughs> so, bombogenesis like polar, notice, it is.
4: Notice how the polar vortex. I mean, look at this cold <laughs> snap we had in December. Did you ever? Did anybody ever say polar vortex? It's not in fair, It's not in fashion. Not nope, really. No. Nope, no.
3: Nope. I mean, we did probably because we read it on some copy, right? But yeah, other than that, nobody really said it. Right. So, but this is pretty serious, isn't it? Now, where, is there a cutoff in the equator of California? That's a rather large state. Is this only um, the, the the serious northern part, or is it dragged down? No. Into it, the, it,
4: it's it's the entire West Coast from north to south. But who's really going to get slammed is is just the center of it on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's the key point. What's going on here? There is a tremendous low pressure, ocean low pressure, out in the Pacific. Uh, if you can get a hold of a satellite, look. It is. It looks like a hurricane. Uh, yeah, look at it, it right now. Put it in the yeah. Put it in the Caribbean, and you'd say, "Well, that's a hurricane." <laughs> whoa! It's whoa. happening? Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm showing it, them the picture uh, right now. What's happening is the northern jet stream has dipped down, and it is coming in contact with the southern jet stream. So that contrast in the atmosphere has really churned up this storm system. It's, you know, last week was extremely wet out west. This week, obviously, is going to be very wet. There are signs that it will continue at least for a few more weeks. But what happens when the two jets come together, it's like a fire hose coming into the west coast. There's this unlimited supply of moisture coming from the southern jet, and then there's the energy coming from the northern jet. So this is why places are going to get whacked.
3: So do we have to worry about any of this rain here in the Midwest or I was kind of taking a look? Let's segue into our forecast here because it's like spring again or it was the last couple of days and now it's winter again. It's just back
4: and forth. Right. It's back and forth. What this storm system will do, obviously, will lose a lot of energy as it comes and makes landfall. and comes over the Rockies. It looks like this low is going to cut off to our west and to our north. So it, as far as rain, we'll see some showers on Saturday. I don't think we see a lot of rain. Uh, but that's the storm system that is going to be plowing into the West Coast late tonight and during the day tomorrow. But, but we don't see a lot out of that thing. And temperature-wise, it, it's colder, no question about it, but it's nothing extreme. It's kind of about where we should be day and night, and there's no snow in sight until we get to the end of january and into the month of february i still think february is the rough month of winter here in the st louis area compared to any other time i know we had some wicked cold but it, but i think february is going to be a rough month to go through
5: oh great and dave when yeah. does all that crazy rain hit california and what did you say
4: yeah you know, some of it is hitting already but uh, but for the most part, it's overnight tonight and into tomorrow
5: ah, Okay.
3: Awesome. Dave Murray, thank you very much for the update. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. You
4: got it. bye
3: The kids won't want to hear that one, although I guess in February, because no snow days. But my daughter does want to play in a little bit of snow. Can we just get a little bit would be okay, yeah. right? And
5: then have it melt you within know, very 24 quickly. hours. Yes. Bombo Genesis.
3: I yeah. think that's a good name for a rock group. I am would be shocked if it wasn't. About I, like it. It. I would do. Or yeah, if,
6: I, if I turned wrestler. Bombo Genesis <laughs> would be a good wrestler name.
3: And Fred, you're likely. Let's face oh, yeah. it, Fred right? Martin, yeah. really likely there, to turn wrestler. If the that happens, are deeply
6: concerning. Does the president have any comment?
1: We're not going to comment. It's not clear
3: messaging.
5: And now Sue's news, Sue, Sue. brought to you by Sue. I think we should all vote on his outfit. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. Probably about some sort of leather. I would say. I need absolutely. a full body outfit. Well, I don't be no, I'm afraid skin. not, Fred. If you are volunteering <laughs> to be a wrestler. The name like Bombo. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on this day in history, this does have a music mark. On this day in history, 56 years ago in 1967, The Doors released their self-titled album with this as the feature track
3: never was a Doors person. Me neither. Myself. You know
6: that it would be I
3: mean, I have appreciation for the uh, you know the legend that sure. is Jim Morrison and, and this song, but I just that's just one of those bands I never got into. I don't know. Alex? Fred. Doors
5: Do- guy?
7: Doors oh. have never done it for me. Damn. Yeah. Fred? Not at all. Isn't that
5: interesting? What about you, Abby?
6: I like them, but I don't really know them all that much.
7: They open and close. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
6: that's, like,
7: <laughs> that's the best you got, Rich. Well... <laughs> didn't have time to come hey. up with anything better, you know. He's been on vacation. <laughs> but I'm
5: just warming back up for okay, the yeah, year. Come you know, I can't come, come on. in too hot. And I did not realize this. I did not know this story at all. But 53 years ago in 1970, Keith Moon accidentally ran over and killed his chauffeur no kidding. did you know that i had no no idea the guy's name was neil boland and apparently a crowd of skinheads got around the vehicle that keith moon was in and uh keith uh, well his his uh uh, chauffeur got out to see if he could do something and keith was panicked he had people in the car and he thought man this is not going well i'm going to drive these people out of here And hit the chauffeur. So Keith oh left gosh. the chauffeur behind. The but, chauffeur was trying to keep people away from the car. Keith I don't know hits how I the feel gas. About this. Wow! I don't was think there, ever that. Any, I ever heard that. Was there either.
7: any uh, charges brought upon him from this? I,
5: you know, it didn't go into that, and I, I would assume we would have heard about that, right? right? I think it was indeed an accident that the chauffeur. Got caught underneath the vehicle. So I don't know whether he actually ran over him or maybe the chauffeur was down on the, and, and hit him. Wow. By the way, but, on, the, yeah. on that note, we'll do this in the next segment after we wrap Sue's
3: News because they held the news conference yesterday and I've been quite fascinated by how this happened after hearing it for days. The Jeremy Renner situation. Have you heard all I'm the details? Coming. I'm coming. Okay, I'm but I got audio. If you're going to get to that, Ooh. I've got great, oh, great audio for that.
5: It's good we talk about these things <laughs> in advance, Great communication. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and 24 years ago today, in 1999, Jesse Ventura was sworn in. That was 24 years ago. As Minnesota's 37th governor, he held the office for four years until 2003. You know, we we had we used to have Jesse on quite a bit, Fred,
3: back yeah. in the day. Did you guys really? Yeah. Yeah. He was nuttier than ever, but he was a great interview. I could never turn it down. Fred would say, "Hey, you want Jesse?" But I'm like, "Yeah, duh." How we, how there were times it? that I didn't agree with Jesse on things, and I would say that I didn't disagree, or I, you know, I would tell him that I didn't agree, and that he and he would pretty much. Put me in my place right away. I mean, is he wasn't right? afraid to do anything. Yeah.
5: I mean, would he want to wrestle Fred? I think that's really the question. That's <laughs> I don't know. On all of our minds. Bamboo. What's his name? Bamboo. What is it again? Bom- Bamboo Genesis. Bamboo Genesis. Bambo. Genesis. Bambo. Bambo Genesis. <laughs> All right, Jeremy Renner.
3: Let me ask you to just do this briefly because the audio that I have is rather Lengthy? going to take a lot of time. But Wait, it's what good? is your audio? It's the sheriff telling everybody what happened, and I think it's better to find out that way. All right, here's what happened to Jeremy Renner, according to the sheriff, in Nevada. Well, no, I'm going to play it in the next. In other words, let's skip it here. Oh, and you're let's skipping Let's do it in the it? next segment because I, have <sighs> a, I literally have two and a half minutes of audio, and I don't okay, want to play all it right right, now. Okay, all right, hold on. Jeremy Renner. We'll
5: talk about next segment. Uh, here's
3: The reason I want to play the sheriff is because if you haven't heard, have you heard the details of what It's, nuts. Not it's all, nuts. I have not okay. heard all the details. That's why I want to play the audio yeah. because people have had questions. How the hell, he because at first it was he took something to the chest and then he was run over by a snowplow. What was it?
5: We'll explain. It all Ooh. makes sense, but I'm going to get to the audio. This is like a really good tease. Yeah. <laughs> See? Huh? How about that? Like we're professionals. Uh, Yellowstone creator Taylor Sheridan. Who watches Yellowstone, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm not watching this season. I'll catch up eventually. Okay, I am just started up on season two. How about you, Fred? Are you no. a watcher? Abby? I haven't seen a single Because everybody
7: episode. loves it, and Fred, I have I think, not I yet Fred seen, seen it. I think you would like it. I think, I like think it. Fred, I would it. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be the best candidate. I think Fred candidate. would come in dressed
5: like John Dutton. Yeah, would, you know? <laughs> Hat and all. Creator uh, Taylor Sheridan says that he makes sure that the action is authentic in his shows, and what he does is have his actors go through a cowboy boot camp. Oh. So in it, they have to learn how to ride a horse. They have to learn how to lasso. They have to use old school six shooters. I mean, they. this is how he has gotten it wow. to be looking authentic. All <laughs> right. I think that's interesting. And a guy who plays Zane, Brian Garrick, who plays Zane in 1923, said, quote, We learn how to walk in spurs and chaps. That's another thing you don't think about. And it's a whole different world. We've gotta have highs and lows together before we started as a group. And it's kind of really a bonding experience because he says as adults, it's not that easy to learn a new skill. So walking around and trying to lasso and uh, walking around in spurs is not that easy. It, it's it's a common thing to do for directors and
3: producers to do to get authenticity. One thing that comes to mind, and Fred, I was trying to remember his name because he was from Missouri. When Platoon was filmed in 1986, whenever that was, 86, 87, uh, Oliver Stone took all those young actors that nobody knew, he took them to the jungle. And I don't know where it was. Wow. I think the Philippines or somewhere like that. And there was a drill sergeant who was also an actor. Does this ring a bell to you, Fred? Yeah. He was a guy that was in some movies, and we... We had some connection with him, and he he was the guy basically that ran him through the boot camp also. But I think he was also an on-camera guy, and it was, you know, that's it's serious. pretty intense when you're a spoiled Hollywood actor and you have to go to the jungle and eat bugs and stuff like that.
5: Well, you know what? I bet it is a bonding experience, though. I bet that's the side effect that's really good. Yes. All the people who go through that, the cast, are probably all, you know, really bonded yeah. afterward. That's kind of a cool thing. We're, we're
6: bonding here, and we're just getting carpeting put in. Oh, my yes. gosh,
5: oh, that man. is the truth. Thank you, Bombo. Have you taken down your Christmas tree? Mark Reard. Yeah, we took it down Sunday. Uh, Fred? Yes, we did. We have three. We took them all down, yes. You took them all down? Yep. It's a rule in our house that Christmas comes down before my mom goes back to work, so. Hmm. Alex, you're not a Christmas guy. No, the
7: Hanukkah decorations came down. Okay. They did. And I will, let me say say this. I didn't like that the Hanukkah. Well, we had to bring back out the Hanukkah decorations. Not so much decoration, but the menorah had to come back out because (laughs) I lost power the other night. Oh, oh need some candles. And gosh, let I me tell oh, you, when 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 my people said, let there be light, <laughs> <laughs> that we lit up the menorah it lit the room. Because we were going that. around, we were trying to light all these different candles, and no matter, we had like 10 different candles lit, right? None of them. And I swear to you, and power. I'm not. The power of the light That's that right. comes off of the menorah is nothing. I, I, sw- I wish I was making this wow. up. No. I, I, I truly mean it. It lit the room up. We were playing a, a game of cards. In, with the candle lit, I mean, it was great. Oh, turned out to be a great experience. I kind of yeah.
5: love that. And I can see how it would be powerful. Okay, well, here, here's the <laughs> And, of theory. course, I won the cards game. Cause well, that's important. power was within me.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> a few years back, of course, we heard about an artisan baker and cook in the U.K. who wrote a book called How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. I'm not kidding. Huh. Now, this has to be real. Am I the only one with a real Christmas tree No, in there? I have a real.
3: I have two fakes and one real okay. every year. Okay.
5: Well, of course this person wrote a book and it features dozens of recipes you could make using your tree. I'm not kidding. You could pretty much eat the whole thing. She says, "Well, reports this week say that growing numbers of eco-conscious households are trying to eat various parts before throwing what? them out." I'm not even How making desperate this are we up. Getting? The author confirms that it's, quote, gaining traction. There is no way this is true. Okay, but here's what she says. The needles can be used like rosemary or bay leaves, and they're a good source of vitamin C. They could also be crushed to flavor gin or vinegar, and the wood can be burned to make pine ash, which can be used as flavoring. Well, there's a part of me that
3: re- thinks that this is true from this standpoint. The other night, remember I made ribeyes from the corner butcher in Fenton on I New Year's Eve? I do recall this. And the recipe that I was using called for a little rosemary. So I got fresh rosemary. When I pulled the rosemary out the other night, I'm like, "It looks. I could just pull this from the Christmas tree. It kind of looks like the same
5: thing. It does look similar, but taste is not Yeah, maybe.
3: But let me circle back to the Christmas tree that I bought. If you remember, this was seven or eight weeks ago, right around, like right after Thanksgiving, or maybe even right before Thanksgiving. Uh, No, it was after, because we were in Vegas. Went to that lot on Manchester Road. My wife paid. I mean, it was an ungodly amount for a Fraser fir. Took that tree down on Sunday. You could still bend... Those what? branches And the needles would not fall off That's incredible So I paid a lot of money For that Christmas tree But I'll tell you what It was a fresh Christmas tree That's And nice. I think I wow. would probably Do it again It was a beautiful tree Did you guys it's good to know. eat it afterwards?
5: <laughs> we might be
3: doing that right now I throw it in the creek though I did throw it in the creek So well, the, pull uh, out. For
7: nature I might do that now Right
5: <laughs> But it, they say if you do burn that You can make pine ash It's good for fertilizer In your gardens Look and-
7: I am surprised Mark Because I've been over to Mark's Mark gets the fire pit going here he really yeah, gets his thing pyro. He's, a yeah, pyro. he's told you story. He's gotten close to catching the house on fire yeah, several times. Yes. But I am more surprised that you didn't just toss the whole tree into the... So the fire here, here's pit the area. thing on
3: that. What did I just tell you? You can break it, It's not dry. <sighs> now, if, if you've ever seen a ... I have a friend in Columbia, my friend Mo Lewis, who comes on every once in a while, he's a radio guy. They used to do, and I think they've gotten away from this, but they would do like a spring bonfire party, and they would save their Christmas tree every year. Whoa. And by the time and this was probably Whoa. in April, you just and this is why Christmas trees Whoa. that are dry or dangerous, they go up
5: in about a millisecond. I bet they smell good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike took ours to, to mine to the recycling place. It was the only one there. It was kind of sad. And then f- it had friends fairly soon afterward. <laughs> That's good. And uh, finally in Sue's news, we have today's random fact. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do this one since Alex. Okay. Right? As if people eating Christmas trees wasn't random enough. <laughs> <laughs> the Star Trek hand gesture for live long and prosper, which is what? I think it's the, this, this. Isn't it? yeah. oh. oh that's the wrong one oh, I'm that's, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay that wasn't very nice to all those no. uh, now i have never the actually three people seen watching on the twitter right i yeah. have never yeah. seen star trek but they say that is derived from part of a hebrew blessing that leonard Nimoy first saw at an orthodox jewish synagogue in boston as a that? young Alex, boy look at the influence <laughs> you kidding me i can't
7: really even do that
5: <laughs> It's like a try lot it,
7: of practice come on. It's, it's tough man tough i can't do it
3: you can do it wait I just hear. Yeah. You say that you've never seen Star Trek? No, not all no, not
7: like, all have the you way seen through. A movie? I've seen a
5: little no. Okay. See, I
7: would all right. I would I would, would kind of not let Sue stand alone in that and also say I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Well, Abby, yeah, you I probably haven't either, either then, right? I have. Oh, yeah, you well, have? Yeah, I've seen a lot of the episodes and all the movies, no, I think. Oh, I'm so
3: confused. <laughs> Uh,
6: I'm a big Trekkie. Yeah. Huh. Okay. There, no Fred, kidding. You there, assholes. bring yeah. it back around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Fred. You're
5: welcome. <laughs> Live long. <laughs> and I thought it was a trekker. let me tell you, though. I thought was it was the...
3: Trekker, and then the, the Trekkies and the Trekkers get all worked up about the wording. And well, so, is I, that like,
5: true? I like Trekkie. Okay. 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 Try it. We but here's make the Fred thing Fred about happen. this. The, you know,
6: everyone can do the separate the two forefingers okay. in the middle. But then try and put the two in the middle together. No problem. That's really impossible. That's easier. It's easier.
3: That's easy for me. Can
6: you go back and forth? Do it back and forth? Uh huh.
3: All right. Oh, it's a great radio bit, guys, but we're going to get (laughs) a break and we'll come back with the Jeremy Renner audio, which is really, I think, very interesting. We'll get to that coming up. (sighs) Spring is a time
0: of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Oh, this is like my favorite new song right now, actually. Hayes from Y98. Alex, hey. Hey. Hayes, do you know this, um, this song yet by any chance? No. Who is it? It's not even a second here. This is a LCD sound system. It's called New mm, Bodies. Nice. Rumba. It's from a movie called White Noise, which is out right now, which is not I a great a, movie. Not a good Is it not worth it? Here's the thing. This song is featured on the end credits, and the cast members dance to it. In a cool way, and I would just fast forward to the end credits of White Noise and watch this. <laughs> wow! But I love the song, so not I not a play good that. review from Mark. Reardon. No, not not very much <laughs> no. at all. Wow! Uh, did you have a nice Christmas and New Year, Hayes? I did.
2: You know, it's like you come back and it's
3: you. You just got to you get re-energized, I guess, if you will. But I did. It was just pretty low key. hung out with some family. I've always felt now. I know that there are essential uh, businesses and things like that for. You know, we people had to be on the air, for example, in this building last mm-hmm. week. But I, I, and I think more companies have gone to this. But that whole week between Christmas and New Year, if you're in an office <laughs> and you're not giving your employees the time off, yeah, to, to give them the benefit of that, they're not getting any work done anyway. Nobody wants to work during that right. time. Right. So I think, and I think more companies have gone to that where they don't count those necessarily as vacation really? days. that's nice. Well, like my wife came from the ad agency world, and in the ad mm-hmm. agency world, they always did that, like AB, uh. AB. I think always should. it wasn't extra. That's my understanding. Was, I don't think it was extra vacation days. Um, just it was was You get that week off. Yeah, which... well,
5: with good reason. There's not a lot happening.
3: You, uh, well, let's face it, Sue, I pretty much <laughs> took the week off. I aired Best of <laughs> yeah. the Mark Reardon I Show. I did, too. I was out. Yeah. Hayes, you appeared on the Best of the Mark Reardon Show last I know. Week. I love that. The that... residual check is going to be probably <laughs> arriving in February, so you'll be fine there. I'll be looking out for that. Yeah. But <laughs> So one of the things that happened over the weekend that was confusing to me, a lot of attention to DeMar Hamlin, and yeah. I do want to talk about that in a second, and he is still in critical condition, stable. We got some encouraging news overnight that maybe doctors were seeing something that would lead us to believe that he's going to wake up and and eventually be okay We, we hope that that's the case but the jeremy renner situation is nuts and i kept seeing some details and um i guess you're going to hear the sheriff here in reno nevada deliver some details about what happened this was from yesterday afternoon but i still think most people haven't heard about this so do you know what do you know about what happened to jeremy renner do, do you guys know?
7: Something about a snowmobile accident. Right. But, but I don't do, know any of the details.
3: But he also, he took, um, at first I heard that he had severe trauma to the chest, but then I also heard his leg was run over. Those mm-hmm. two things didn't make sense. They make sense when you listen here to what um, Washoe County Sheriff Darren Bollum said yesterday, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. This goes on for a little bit, but I wanted to play it because I think it puts the pieces together. On
6: Sunday morning at 8.55 a.m., a 911 call was received for a 10.50 or a crash involving a snowcat versus pedestrian. The subject had been run over by a snowcat in the area of Mount Rose Highway. At 8:57, Washoe County Dispatch advised some units and they started in route. Here's where I want to
3: elaborate on the weather and the road conditions. At that hour, one of the things that the sheriff said before all this started, he said, We want to elaborate on this. And I'm guessing maybe they maybe they didn't need Mr. Renner's permission, but they said that there were a lot of weird rumors out there about yes. what had happened. So yes. well, he wanted to clear some of this stuff. up. And People up. thought it was a snowmobile, yeah, it's not. It's one of those big what they used to grade
6: like
5: 14,000...
3: Ski- oh, it's called a piston 000. bully, actually. I never heard that term, yeah. but here you'll hear
6: the previous evening. We had seen approximately three feet of snow fall in the Mount Rose area, and multiple cars were abandoned on the multiple roads, including. Mount Rose Highway. Additionally, while it was not snowing at the time of the accident, Mount Rose Highway was closed at that hour because of severe winter weather of snow which had not been yet removed from the highway. At 9 30 the first Washoe County Sheriff's Office unit arrived on scene. The delay again was a direct result of the weather, the traffic moving around abandoned cars in the roadway, and the closure of Mount Rose Highway. When the first Washoe County Sheriff's Office unit arrived on scene, Medical, Truckee Meadows Fire Protection District and North Lake Tiles Fire Protection District uh, were on scene. At 937, care flight landed in the vicinity of Mount Rose Highway. At 956, Mr. Renner was taken via care flight to a Reno area hospital. Now for some details of the accident as we currently know them.
3: Okay, here's where it gets interesting.
6: I wanna be clear here, as well as going on a major accident investigation, and we are handling it as we would any other major, major accident investigation. I think that's what he's saying there is he's like, "Eh, maybe these facts might change. But here's what we know right now. We are still conducting interviews and processing items from the scene. Based on our investigation, Mr. Renner's personal vehicle, which was being driven by a family member, had become snuck in the snow near his home. I don't know if that
3: does anyone know if it was his
6: wife, Sue? He kept saying family member. Could have been been someone else. Mr. Renner went to retrieve his piston bully or snowcat. Mm. An extremely large piece of snow removal equipment weighing at least 14,330 pounds in an effort to get his vehicle moving. After successfully towing his personal vehicle from its stuck location,
3: Mr. Rayner got out of his piston bully to speak to his family member. So he uses the piston bully to get the car loose from mm-hmm. the snow and then he gets out of the piston bully. At
6: this point, it is observed that the piston bully started to roll. Mm, In an effort to stop the rolling piston bully, Mr. Renner attempts to get back into the driver's seat of the piston bully. Based on our investigation, it's at this point that Mr. Renner is run over by the piston bully. An eyewitness detailed seeing Mr. Renner getting into the piston bully and not seeing him again until the piston bully came to a rest in a pile of snow in front of his driveway. At this point in the investigation, we do not believe Mr. Renner was impaired at all, and we believe this is a tragic accident. The Washoe County Sheriff's Office is in possession of this piston bully, and we are analyzing it to rule out any potential mechanical failure of why it may have started to roll. This is, in part, of, this is part of our normal investigation process for any
3: major investigation. So what this reminded me of, and I, I don't know if you guys have had these moments, but I had a harrowing moment even in the last couple of years where, for whatever reason, this was in my driveway. I did not have my car in park, and oh. the car was rolling back. I think it was in reverse. So because it was on my driveway in a incline, when I put it in reverse, it sort of stayed in place until it didn't. So when I got out of the car, I noticed it was moving backward. And I, you know, what'd you do? To go, well, yeah. I tr- jumped in the car and hit the right. brake is what I did, which is if you look at this piece of equipment, which is a it's giant, it's huge. You could see that if the thing's rolling toward him, he's going to try to jump in and hit the brake, right? That's right. probably right. what he did. And then when that happened, it was just too much and it, it rolled over him. But that's horrifying. And this is like a 14,000, the average SUV is like 5,000 pounds. This thing was like 14,000 pounds. It's huge.
2: It's what basically, if you've ever been in snow skiing, that's what they use to grade the mountains. Yes. With, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's it's, it. It's one of those things. Right.
3: And I guess because he's a Hollywood actor and he's got he's a lot of money, he's got, got his one own. Of these, yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, unbelievable. I, I was just, when I heard the detail, but I'm so glad they held the news conference because. There were so many questions, and I think there would have still been questions if people wouldn't have explained it that way, if he didn't explain it that
5: way. Well, it, it's also interesting that they're doing an investigation to find out whether he right. was impaired. I didn't realize they were investigating it. I just well, figured, Well, I, I you think know. you have to because sure. I think
3: what I heard there is we believe what the victims are telling us. However, we still have to do our investigation because you just don't know if the facts are going to come out any differently.
5: And Renner uh, sent out a tweet this morning. He posted a selfie in yeah. which, by the way, he has— great hair. He says, (laughs) thank you all for your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. So how's he doing? I mean, is he doing okay? Critical, but stable.
2: I mean, he posted like a
3: selfie in his hospital
5: Mm -hmm. bed. That's what the tweet was, right? Mm -hmm. It was on the news.
3: Where the hell was Iron Man when you need him? And I think some of us know the answer. <laughs> right. Some of us, without spoiling things, know the
5: answer to that question. Man.
4: Okay? Oh.
3: Poor Jeremy Unbelievable. If Unbelievable. You know, if Avengers, if that last Avengers movie didn't happen, he would have been fine. Yeah.
5: I, I think part of the investigation is to find out whether or not he put it in park or right, whether right. he didn't. Well, because Don't at the think? end there, yes, because
3: he said, we're going to find out how, was there a mechanical, you know, malfunction? But I could see... He just didn't put it in the park. Right. I don't know how those things You're, work. I have yeah. no idea. Who knows? I uh, <laughs> figured that'd be the first thing you would do. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, he's, you know, it's he's lucky that he yeah. is not, that he's alive or, or that he still has. And I, I don't that know it, that we can it, assume he has the use of his legs, but. Well, I'm he wasn't really new
2: lucky. to using this machine. There's video of him that I've seen that from back in 2019, oh, I think. Oh, wow. Of where, I mean, he's had yeah.
7: experience. So he wasn't I don't had, think like, you like, could just own this machine without some sort of experience.
5: Yeah. Right.
7: There's no way. Uh-huh.
5: Well, but, in theory, I mean, well, people, people people drive
2: every day and they don't have any experience well, in this town. Point. That's a really good
5: point. <laughs> I can't argue that. Hey,
3: Alex, I wow. have some really good news for you. Okay. I'm not. I'm not doing this to pick on you. I'm doing this because I want to offer encouragement. Uh-oh. Okay. But this is... Now, I want to also point out that Fred sent this to me, and I wasn't going to bring I it know, up. How about Fred okay. Rottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? The New York Times guest essay from the weekend argued that short people are better for the planet. Do you know this? Well, I mean, I, who doesn't know yes. this already? So but. this is Mara Altman. Alex is 5'2", by the way, just in case you Oh, my
5: gosh. <laughs> penned, he is not.
3: penned the essay remarking that not only do shorter people tend to live longer, but they're also crucial in conserving food and resources
7: in our dying planet. Now, you... Would you would argue that one in my favor because <laughs> yeah. I, I eat more food than you do. just about any person that's <laughs> on the planet Earth. You yes. do, and
3: you're in good shape. Well,
2: you I appreciate do eat that. a lot. Hayes,
7: it's I'm impressed believable. E- now
3: I invited him, he and Annie to my house on Sunday because he comes over to watch football every once in a while. Yeah. And the Packers and the Lions are playing Sunday night, and my friends Fitz and Karen and Alex has hung out with them. So I said, Hey, why don't you come over? But I mean, Can the whenever I think the I have enough food, he's going up for thirds and fourths. Oh, yeah. It's not seconds. No. It's it's impressive. It really well, is.
7: Well, I appreciate it. And it's but not I'm... like
3: you weigh 300 pounds no, either. He doesn't. And
7: I am certainly not the one that's conserving the food and the resources no. for the shorter community. But, but <laughs> it
3: does say this, the shorter also inherent conservationists, which is more crucial than ever in this world of 8 billion. Uh, the guest essay has said that Thomas Samaras, who's been studying height for 40 years and is known in small circles, I get it, as the godfather <laughs> of the shrink think, a widely unknown philosophy that considers small, superior, calculated that if we kept our proportions the same, but we're just 10% shorter in America, we would save 87 million tons of food per year. Jeez. So it's all the people <laughs> taller than Alex that are ruining the planet. Like you and I hate hey, <laughs> I'm not that tall. Screw I'm not yes. either. I'm only five, nine and a half. Same if, thing. It's so, that. So, I mean, when I first
2: moved here to St. Louis, I felt like everybody was genuinely taller than I am That's throughout same. the country.
7: Same. And everyone's like,
2: Really? I'm, I'm not lying. I'm like, I'm no. average height, I think, five,
7: nine. Let, yeah. Let me tell you something. I always, my, my like thought process of like, People's height is off because I feel like I have the absolute tallest collective group of like friends. You well, do. your
3: best friend is in the NBA and he's <laughs> right. like six eleven,
7: right? See, so it's like how tall it, Vic Oladipo is? How tall he's is he like 6'5". Six, uh, six oh, he's six five. Yeah, he's, okay, but he's still. one of the shorter, shorter yeah. ones. But I got friend buddies that are six eight, six nine, and yeah. it's like you know now when I hang out with like my my just my yeah. buddies that are like under six foot, it's like I feel good about it. You know, right,
3: like but I I make up. thanks. Thanks. I glad. Happy to be there for you. <laughs> I really. make up, I,
7: I, I, People, people, uh, we might be height disadvantaged, but we make up for it in other ways, Mark.
3: Uh, no, I can only imagine. I got to take a break. You guys want to hang?
7: Yeah, let's well, right, hang on. We got one more coming up.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: All right, welcome back. It's um, a Wednesday afternoon. St. Louis is home for conservative Sock Mark Reardon. Alex and Hayes and from Y98. Sue so Thomas is here as well. Here's a question for the group, and I have a, a little story that came to mind today because of a birthday Have you ever become, serious question, have you ever become good friends, not just friendly, but good friends with someone that you simply could not stand? Present company excluded,
7: like me, Alex, (laughs) because I'm sure that would be the case. I had heard rumors coming in. About Mark Reardon. And- yeah, we're not talking about me, though. Serious question.
3: <laughs> have have you ever, like, did you ever make a judgment about someone like, man, I just I don't like this person, but uh, now we're, we're friends. Did that ever happen? I mean,
2: I'm sure at some point in this radio career, it has across the country. I can't think of any off the top of my head, though.
5: I, I can. Can you? Yeah. Really? College. Uh, ah. uh, freshman year, there was a, a, a person who bothered me, and uh, we were in the same group for, uh, we were in the same house and uh, she kinda drove me nuts and I thought this girl is gonna and then we had class together and turns out she is great. And we were friends from there on out. Love that. Love that. This is what I
3: was kinda hoping for here.
2: Because I just
5: made a snap judgment and yeah. I was
2: incorrect. Judging it- a book by its colours yeah. so basing
5: that on her just her just I a guess. glimpse of her personality yeah. at the time. Yeah.
3: So in 1992, uh, the the company that I was working for at the time in Columbia, Missouri, I was at a music station, and I've, I've shared part of the story before. There's a news talk station in the market, KFRU, and you have to remember the timing of this. Late 80s, Rush Limbaugh was taking off. I was a music radio guy, but all of a sudden I start hearing this guy, I'm like, I want to do talk radio. I almost took a pay cut, and I was making no money to go over to that station to quit my job. Lo and behold, as it turned out, the company that I was working for at the time bought that radio station. Oh, and wow. they made me mm. news director, and that's how I started my talk career. But that's not what this story is about. When we when we bought the station, there were a couple of interesting people working there. One was a guy who was almost basically a glorified intern who started blabbing about wanting to be program director. That was Steve Moore, who now runs all the <laughs> oh, stations. Oh wow, no, that's, that's a Way. true story. Really, like, I had no idea who he was, and we were like, "Who is this?" and Steve and I ended up, I was news director, he was program director, he went on to great things in his career. And he still doesn't like you. No. He, but he's the dummy that's hired me three right. times yeah. now, outside of that. But there was a woman that did a talk show, was a, a lovely talk show host who just retired in Kansas City, Ellen Shank. She was at KMBZ for many years. One of my favorites, because she was an inspiration to me. And Ellen, every once in a while, I think, did a weekly hit with this woman who was a columnist for the Columbia Daily Tribune. Her name was Irene Haskins. And if I had to guess at the time, I was probably, I was in my 30s, right around 30, probably your age, Alex. How old are you now? 32, 33? 31. Okay. Right around there. Irene was probably in her 60s. She's grandma. She kind of had a voice that was a little grating and she would blab on the radio and I would listen and I'm like, who is this old mm. biddy? I cannot stand her. Are you taught what in the world am I getting into? Well, then I discovered and we discovered, Irene and I, that we had a passion for something that was rather unique. And that was fishing, bass fishing in particular. And I don't know how it happened because, I mean, I was a young whippersnapper and she was an old whippersnapper. We got to talking fishing and we bonded over fishing like there was no tomorrow. I love this story. (laughs) And this is why I bring it up. Irene passed away. Many years ago, she would have been 95 years old today, and her Facebook page is still alive. And people are posting. A good friend of mine from Columbia, L.G. Patterson, who's a great photographer, one of the best in Missouri. You've seen his pictures everywhere, posted a tribute to Irene. And I said, every time I go by the Hatton exit, H-A-T-T-O-N, it's right before Columbia, there was a little secret pond that a farmer let Irene have privileges on. And she... Let me fish with her. And I Aww. was able to go to that pond on my own whenever I wanted to. Her brother and I ended up renting or we bought a John boat, and we kept it on that pond. And it really provides me or provided me with some of the best, you know, memories of my fishing life and That's when I was great. younger. but we were very close friends, very close friends. We would fish all the time. I get off the. I did a morning show. I'd get off the air, and I'd call her and say, "Hey, can you get out this afternoon?" We became, lovely, dear friends.
5: I think there's something to, uh, especially an older person, that as a young person, you feel like you could tell them anything. They have seen it all. They have done it all. They tend to be a little less judgmental. And I wonder if that was part of it. I bet you were telling her stuff. You weren't telling other people. Oh, I'm sure I was. But the reason it was resonating with me recently is my daughter, who...
3: um, you know, has a lot of friends and she's in camps and stuff like this. She had a disagreement with one of her friends at uh, Adventure Club, which is like the after school program. And we were kind of talking it out a couple of weeks ago. And I told her the story, not even realizing that Irene's 95th birthday was coming up Mm -hmm. of Irene. And I said, look, every once in a while, you're going to you're going to meet someone. Maybe you don't think you get along with them or whatever the situation may be. And then maybe you'll find out you have this in common and you become good friend. So I was trying to, I don't know if it resonated with her, but I thought of my dear friend Irene Haskins today because it was her birthday. And I think I, I, think I maybe even shared this little tidbit on the air recently. I can't remember, but one time when we were fishing, I I hooked one that I thought I would fish from the bank at the time. Um, I didn't have the boat, I think, at this point. And I thought I had a pretty good bass on. And I had jeans on. It was in the summer. I'm like, Irene, I'm going in. I'm taking my pants off. So I took took the jeans off. I tried to go get the fish. I lost the fish. So like three weeks later in the Columbia Daily Tribune, which everybody reads because it's Columbia, Missouri. And at the time, there was no competing media. This was 30 years ago, right? She writes this column about... Someone anonymous that she may have been fishing with that took their pants Ah. off at the pond. (laughs) Everyone knows that I fished with Irene Haskins. But it was awesome. It really was. It was great. But, I mean, if you you would have asked me on those days that I was just getting to know her and vice versa, that we would have become lifelong friends and that I would have still been talking about her 40 years later, no one would have ever guessed that. But that was magical. It really was. I love
5: that. That's awesome.
3: That's a great story. Well, I had to think of her today, and I'm glad that I did. Um, Let's talk a little bit here about... Damar Hamlin and what happened. Hayes, were you watching the other night? I didn't watch it, but
2: I mean, obviously, I've seen all the recaps, and it's just horrible and just scary situation.
3: I think we're hopefully getting some good news, just because the doctors are saying they've seen some signs, but it, it all depends on yep. how much oxygen he lost and whether or not when he wakes up he's going to have enough brain capacity to, um, you know, to think about everything that's going on. But look at what's happened to his charity now. Right. I think they're over five million. I was Sue. just
5: going to go look that up. Yeah, over hey, five go, million. Go this in for us. There was Is another this?
2: player that passed away on. Friday of cardiac arrest from Baltimore Ravens, a former player.
3: Right. But, right? And am I, I think it's right about yeah, that. Yeah, because I
2: saw that, and that's like there's a lot of theories and stuff out there.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, because now you have people that are. yeah. Bring the vaccine oh, yes, into play right. and all That's this stuff. What I am like, wow. I, and I would say at this point, we don't know. I right. Mean, we don't know. You don't know with either of those guys whether they had um, some sort of underlying condition. Right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It right. was such an aberration for what happened. But it's jarring when you see it. Alex, you know, you played baseball uh, collegiately. I said this to you earlier. I'm almost surprised that we, well, I am kind of surprised that we've never seen someone take a ball to the head yeah. and- no have a you know we've seen some serious things happen but perhaps pass away on the field well, never even, happened I don't think
7: even a ball like off the chest in the right spot yeah. like I remember growing up they had these things called like uh it was like a heart guard you'd wear it underneath your baseball uniform to like protect if oh, you were wow. playing like when you first started doing like kid pitch and stuff and you were pitching you, like you had this so that the idea I guess the whole idea is that if it hits you I guess if the ball hits you at the perfect time right. and it gets stopped your heart charges, right. right exactly. Right. So the idea was that. So kind of thinking back on that it's like well could this is this situation similar to that but it's like you think about all the pads that they're wearing and yeah. so how does something like that happen and then the hit happens and then he gets up and and he yeah. and, and he's standing on his feet for a couple seconds and then goes down like was his heart stopped then or or was the blood still pumping through where it, the adrenaline kept him on his feet? I don't know. The whole thing is, like, very he, scary, but I is, agree. Um,
3: this is his uncle, Dorian Glenn, who's become sort of the spokesperson for the family. They got him sedated right now, and, um, I mean, it's just heartbreaking
1: seeing him like that. I'm not a crier, but, like, I, I never cried so hard in my life, man, just just to know, like, like, my nephew basically died on the field, and they brought him back to life. I'm just glad he's still alive and able to fight um, and trying to get better and recover. Man, we were all in
3: tears, man. And I'm not a crier, but like I, I never cried so. Oops, hard. I think that was the same one. I thought I had two different bites there, so I apologize. For I that.
2: like how the Bengals fans are coming together there, yeah. too. Like they're, yeah, they're supporting nice. him at the hospital, and you know, just to, for well, the, his family. Well, you can family. see
7: in other sports. I think I saw was one of the hockey teams came into the game last night with a with a Hamlin shirt
5: on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they had the the
7: shirt with his number three on it. Yeah.
5: By the way, uh, of a $2,500 goal in his fundraiser, there is now $6.6 million. insane. So I
3: I just hope, here's what I hope and pray. There's a lot of hopes and prayers, right? Mm -hmm. I hope somebody, when he wakes up, he's going to wake up, we're going to think confidently, Mm -hmm. has that video camera on when they tell him what happened (laughs) with that charity and how this country and this world responded. That's what we're going to hold out and hope for. Hayes, Alex. Happy New Year. Happy Thanks New for coming to see, see you boys next week. Always.
1: Get more at
2: 971talk.com.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns